This is Pop Fiction Women. I'm Corinne. I'm Kate. And we're complicated. Blunt. Total boss. But sometimes a mess. Opinionated. But never boring. And in this podcast, we're discussing the complicated women of the best books, TV, and movies. Along with the complicated women behind the scenes. Warning, lots of spoilers ahead. So come back when you're done. Hurry up, it's starting. Your place or mine? Reese Witherspoon, Ashton Kutcher, an old school rom-com. I know, we haven't done a rom-com in a long time. Yeah, well, there I was looking really through our, been I any, know. Right? Well, did, did we pa- Tell me, tell me, what did we miss? I mean, what did we miss? I watched Marry Me with J-Lo, mm. which I just saw came out a year ago today. Okay. And that did have, you know, a female writer and director, Kat Coro. I, I don't know did. why we, we, we skipped that one. But we now did. that I've watched it, that's probably for the best. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but I'm just thinking of ones with like big stars that we love, which is, of course, what attracted us in part to this because Absolutely. it's Reese. Yeah. But also because it's written and directed by Aileen Broch McKenna, who did Devil Wears Prada that we talked about on that episode. So there's mm-hmm. there are a lot of factors in favor of this. Of this one in particular, yes. Yes. And as you noted on the Friday preview, uh, we realized when we did do a, a few rom-coms in a row early on that every rom-com was some mm. variation of When Harry Met Sally. Yeah. And this is another, I mean... A little bit. There are when Harry. Yeah, okay. I guess everything goes back to the OG when Harry met Sally in some ways. But well, I think only when it's friends, friends to lovers, right? Because that's really the base of of that yes. movie was like, can a woman and a man be friends? Right. That's mm-hmm. the whole theme of the. Yeah, that and that's movie. certainly a question here. Yes. Um, there's. I felt like that the whole split screen shots mm-hmm. of them talking to each other, yeah. very when Hallie met, Harry met Sally vibes. Yeah. You know, when they're each reading in bed, mm-hmm. the opposites attract thing. There's there is a lot I felt yeah. that had yeah, the um, hallmarks of when of Harry met faith. Sally. Yes. Yeah. 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 But I said on the Friday preview that that's a huge hurdle for me, which is kind of <laughs> the, the friends to lovers trope. And yet, how many have we covered? I know. Uh, where it's worked. Um, yeah, absolutely. I don't know, but, but you made a really good point. I thought when you said that at least for example, in sleeping with other people, right. When the friends first meet, uh, like here, they have this, uh, they, they have an encounter, a sexual encounter early in the movie when they're younger, there was a lot of heat in that one such that when they come back later in life you you've seen that you know there's some real spark between yes them. yes now that you've seen this do you agree with me that that first sexual encounter does not bode well for them sparks wise well so i it's not maybe like sleeping with other people but i did think it was kind of like when harry met sally now that you say it I I know, look, there are, everyone is talking about the lack of chemistry between Reese Witherspoon and and Ashton Kutcher. I don't know if I am swayed by that one way or the other, but I do feel like it's getting a lot, I think it's overhyped. I mean, I don't think it was supposed to be a moment of like tearing your clothes off, 
you know, that kind of like sex life, sexual chemistry, right? Oh, it's yeah. supposed clearly, to be clearly. It's supposed to be sweet, and and I liked that they were sharing with each other, and they're like basically like their deepest, darkest secrets, or or more like dreams and ho- hopes for themselves as young people. They share them Well, with each he other. was, but she was going like, shut up, shut up. I'm still yeah. going to sleep with you anyway. I mean, yeah. I, I do think he was, yeah, which is yeah. kind of consistent throughout. Like he's the one that, you know, realizes and, and had, I guess, in the past that he had feelings for her. So I feel mm. them on, on Peter's okay. part. Right. But I don't. I still, by the end, don't even feel it on Reese's part oh, or, or wow. Debbie's okay. part. Okay, right, Debbie. Um, yeah. Okay, but all right. You're ta- it's a good point about the the hype you're saying about their lack of chemistry. I do yeah. want to talk about that because you're talking about the hype around their red carpet uh, appearances promoting this first, right? Or are you also talking about the reviews that are now crapping on their chemistry too <laughs> i don't know i didn't dig deeply and i just generally i know that people are saying okay yeah yeah well so there was all this hoopla though uh during the all the red carpet appearances about how they had they were standing awkwardly like uh mila mm. kunis actually came out and spoke about it she made fun of them uh, oh, ashton's wife that. and was her. like um guys you did a rom-com you should pretend like you like each other and then he had to come out Ashton and say you know this is ridiculous like if I I can't win if I touch her too much then I'm having an affair with her you know you know all this stuff um and someone said it looks like there are like two kids at a middle school dance with like the holy spirit between them you know like they just they look so awkward and so then when the movie comes out and a lot of people did criticize them for not having chemistry in the movie people are like oh this that makes those red carpet photos uh, you know puts them in context um because i don't know i I just don't ever think of the either one of them it's not like i think of like i can't think of either one of them ever portraying that kind of feel for me they're they're like the sweet, sweet home hearts. Alabama she didn't for you with no what? sexual oh chemistry God. no I mean yes. I loved the no I loved oh, that movie and, oh I did I oh, did no, with those no. two yeah or maybe they're at least all their fighting was passion mm. and you know mm. that's what I, you said it, the beginning of this you know it reminds you a little when Harry met Sally but to me that when Harry and Sally first meet they hate each other yes. that I get yes. that is passion as yes. we've discussed many times yes yeah um so that felt to me like something that at least was the flip side of of love would yeah be hate fair and fair. and that I didn't get the sense no here no either. we aren't supposed yeah. to yeah feel like that here yeah. yeah, but what you do see right from the beginning, I mean, present day beginning, not their flashback, you know, clearly, I I think looks like the foundation of love. I mean, the way they're talking to each other, you you know right away that they talk to each other every day, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as they're getting ready. I mean, all of that is very, I, I looked at it and I was like, okay, well, maybe I will be able to see with this kind of foundation, friendship foundation, and trust and yeah. And communication that this, I'm, I was ready. I'm like, I can buy this maybe. Maybe because- I just projected my own feelings too much. I mean, I just think like, how could you not love Reese Witherspoon? And how could you not love Ashton Kutcher? So I yes. think maybe that's what I was doing. Because I, I mean, again, I didn't think they were oozing, like can't keep their hands off each other. But 
I didn't, that did not, that was not a problem for me. I just don't think chemistry is just can't keep your hands off each other. It's totally, you know, you know, no, you, and, you, and I, I know thought the beginning agreed. of this, yeah, yeah was like a, certainly friendship chemistry that, that is absolutely the foundation of, yeah. of, of a relationship. So I thought, okay, well this, I could see where this could yeah, go. I okay. mean, even when they got off the phone, that first long call for his birthday mm, in the beginning of the movie yeah. and even his own girlfriend is yeah. like, mm, you know, cause anybody would be like, oh, you guys seem like you're in a relationship. Yeah. But then, and this is my fundamental problem with the movie. Oh, okay. Then they are not together on screen yeah. <laughs> for the whole freaking movie. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I don't understand. You want me to believe? I see this foundation. I'm all excited. I'm thinking, cause the whole point of a friends to lovers to me is we, the viewer, at some point, need to see the moment where these two friends realize that there's mm. something more. You yeah. know, there has to be these flashpoints yeah. where one or both of them looks at the other in a whole new way, right. right? They've got all this foundation that's really amazing, but what turns them? Yeah. Where's the spark? That's where I do think you need a little spark or chemistry. And when you don't have them together in the movie on yeah. screen at all that is a big hurdle yeah to me see now I thought it was a little bit of a play on that trope we can discuss how successful it was but I I appreciated the play on the trope which to me was they actually they talk every day they're in each other's faces all the time what they needed was some time apart away from each other to to look in, inside themselves and all the things they were that were there that they were missing and I do think should that have was seen the, the whole time. Yeah. Yes. That? I what do, do think, think that was yeah. the point. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even think... having them go off like she does with someone else mm -hmm. perhaps was also supposed to show her that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I thought it was more of the like really realizing who she who Peter is, what he's been doing, what he had, how he has felt about her instead of they put up this wall or like, well, you know, she's got this life, he's got this life, and that's just the separation between them. And then when they started to see that wall come down, no, he's different than she thought, and she is different than he thought. Then they could see in themselves what they had, the blinders that they had put on for themselves, and those came right. down. And I appreciated that. I liked that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I it is a cha obviously it is a challenge yeah. when you have yeah. the romantic leads. I mean, when Harry met Sally. Harry and Sally were together all the time. They were not right. romantically together, but they were yeah. physically together all the time. And that was yes. the same with um, sleeping with, with other people and always be my maybe too when she comes home. Yeah, yeah. Right. so mm -hmm. yeah. they all of a sudden find themselves together in a way that they're not, which was, yeah, yeah, it, it's a challenge. Yeah, it is a challenge. It was yeah. a real challenge for me. And then, and then to put on top of that, that who you do see her on screen with, Theo, mm. there is real chemistry yeah. and not just, you know, rip your clothes off chemistry. I mean, yeah. you, they have shared interests and great conversation. And I'm like, oh, well that, look at this. Yeah. And then, okay, nope. I'm supposed nope. to believe at the end that it's really, yeah, it was really yeah, that she Peter realized. all along. Yeah. But when did she realize it? I, I know that he's known all along. Mm -hmm. or he at least admits to her friend and their friend that, that he tried 
years was going to tell her years ago and yes. she was pregnant, pregnant. So we didn't so mm-hmm. we know that peter has been pining for her yeah. we then know even though he's not a mementos guy that he's been saving all the mementos of their yeah. relationship so so we are fully confirmed that peter is into her yeah uh, but but are we supposed to believe that the when she finds out that he's into her that then suddenly she realizes she's into him yeah i think that's no it's, that's it it's when she she sees he doesn't like you know she has an idea of him you don't like she says in the first scene you don't like mementos but here's my right. poker chip and then when she sees that he is first of all he's written this book which is yes that's always huge, his dream yeah mm-hmm. that's the start of like the peeling yes, away I think that the layers was big for her, her. And then the other part is, yeah, when she finds all the mementos, all the things that he has kept and he has, you know, been able to have feelings for her, her and hide them. And because for their relationship, she realizes what he's sacrificed and that that is not who she thought he was. And when she realizes right. that's not true, then that's someone she could love and be with. She already loves him on one level. We know that. Yep. It's mm-hmm. just the level of, when she sees that he is a sentimental person, he does care about her. There are all these moments of them together that he cares about too, that it's like, what? This is a, this is all still happened already, but I see it in a whole new light. Right. That so was he's the more of like me. a different person. Yeah. Than, than she, she believed or yeah. thought she knew. And this whole thing of they talk every day, we tell each other everything, we tell each other everything, except, mm-hmm. of course, you're constantly pointing out, they're constantly pointing out all the things they haven't told each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, because so they're also it's those other Right. Yeah. So it's those, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. It's the, the, the stories they've been telling each other. It's the things that they've been withholding yeah. that actually once revealed kind of help them see each other in a new light am i saying that right i think so yeah that's that's what i think that's that's a good explanation and that they hadn't done it because it would kind of destroy the story each one has i mean i think the big thing was right at the end he says i was afraid you would reject me and he should be afraid of that because the person he has portrayed to her is someone she doesn't want to be with she could love him all you know this is where i get a little practical about love i could love someone all like with my whole entire heart and body and mind and soul and if they can't come through for me the way I need them to come through for me it's not gonna happen it just does it sorry bye I mean it's not Mm -hmm. that simple I mean it's not that easy but it is that simple for me and so and he came through for her yes and then all of a sudden it's like wait that one thing I thought this is why I can't love you that way is now gone now I can I mean I would imagine it's just like a dam breaking and just free flows after that interesting yeah okay, yeah yeah and you mentioned yeah. that that scene then when he says that um yeah in the mm-hmm. airport yeah the big speech we love to talk about the big speech yep. uh mm-hmm. in rom-coms we've yep. analyzed them all folks <laughs> yeah yeah what which you know on in in some of our prior ones we went so far as to develop criteria yeah. as to what we thought made the best big speech yeah. how we ranked them what yeah. do you think of this one i didn't think it was I think it didn't rank among the ones yeah. we've done before because, again, this is a kind of it's a, it is different. They didn't have yeah. to convince each other 
yeah. they loved oh. each other. There was so mm-hmm. it was like the relationship was ninety nine percent there, and then it was just this last falling away of these bits of the story that we hold on to that are the one thing that stops us from going there quote unquote going there you know and so it didn't have to be this big declaration they're really close and they have been for 20 years so it was just kind of like hey why aren't we doing this we should be doing this I want to do this and so yeah yeah no it was definitely not like a, a boomerang or when Harry and Sally they have a huge fight and you know hate each other for a significant period of time so that he has to give a big speech to get over that and back to who they were this one doesn't have that right and and so that's why harry you know we love that he had to list all those things that he loves about her i still would have liked some of that i would have yeah yeah sure and i know he didn't have to i understand what you're saying you're already first of all making this like one million times better than I thought the movie was I'm just telling you like everything you said I'm like all right well that's a good point um but man I don't know it is a little heavier on the underwhelmed yeah it's a little um craft focused cerebral as opposed to visceral you know you have to just appreciate the story and what they what it's doing for the tropes more so than you the know actual feeling it in the same way as as oh. some of these other ones well this explains my issues then because mm-hmm. i want to feel in a visceral yeah. way my rom-coms yes yeah I, yeah i get it so such that the craft or the story could actually be worse or not technically good if i feel, feel it, something right you don't even care people. yes i don't yes, even yes. care um, so that. to me, the chemistry of the leads yeah. is hugely important. Can make or break the yes. the movie. Um, and you know they never they didn't even do a chemistry read these two. I mean, not that you would need to, I guess, when you can get Ashton Kutcher yeah, and Reese right. Witherspoon to yeah. do your uh, rom com. But Aileen Roche McKenna did say that. Uh, you know, she's like she she said when she writes things, she almost always has Reese in mind. <laughs> She's like, who would love you know? That. Yeah. And so when we and they were almost at a movie, I guess like ten years ago. And so when she wrote this, of course went to Reese and Reese said yes. So then they got Ashton, who she also knows. And I mean, both of them, she loves a two hander with like two megawatt stars, each like equals in the story. And so, you know, yeah, they didn't really, and they're friends, Reese and Ashton. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. neither one needs to do this kind of movie. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think they're, the chemistry was, I think they're, they're really our friends in real life. And they, that's right. what, it comes across much more platonic yeah. to me. Yes, um, yes, yes. But yeah, but the speech, I, I did want a little more from him yeah. on the, uh, and then when she's just like, uh, so what you're like in love with me or something like <laughs> like it's like annoyed she, yeah. she seemed like yeah. annoyed uh, yeah. and then when they're just like we're hand-holding people now I don't know I, I liked that I thought that I was sweet know. I thought that was sweet yeah it was definitely not fire chemistry uh, I did think it was very sweet chemistry I didn't that it wasn't that wasn't the piece that that missed for me on the like the again I got the chemistry but they weren't together at all so there was just even if there was chemistry you weren't giving it an opportunity to kind of grow or change in any way 
And again, it was more, more what they were trying to do with the trope than it wasn't a visceral feeling for me. But I, I, I did see their chemistry and it was different, but I get it. I get it. But see, I'm right. not a rom-com person. I wouldn't watch, you know, I, I don't, not, this is, as you know, this is not like, because I don't think, I think some Hallmark movies are amazing with their tropes and how they execute so many of the same thing in a different way it's just not my thing I like to Mm -hmm. be guessing I like to be like a little scared I like to be figuring things out I like mystery unraveling so that's just it's just not my genre so for someone who doesn't watch those things and you could have two people I don't know with the chemistry that's off the charts and I will not I won't watch it and I won't think it was good because that's just not what I'm watching for this so if you're not that kind of genre person, I think this did work a little better for me because I, I wouldn't watch it otherwise if it wasn't for these But two. anyone and watching was, this presumably normally is a genre, is into yes. this genre. So yes. that is like, a, I'm their audience. No, no you're, it's an absolutely great point. Like who cares yeah. if you win me over when I don't care when you should be winning someone like you over who is, you know, yeah. well-versed in this. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, no, it's a good That's point. That's my only problem, you know? I get it, I get it. And I just, I mean, I am a huge fan of the genre in books and movies. I mean, I just looked, I've, what are we in, the second week of February? Like, I've already read like eight books and four of them are are romance, are, mm, yeah, are rom-com. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's not just movies. I mean, no, so, I and so these no, tropes for, are, yeah. right, are issues yes. there too, um, but... I, so I'm I'm all for you know the the genre and actually they did ask Aileen Brosh McKenna about this because you know she's written Devil Wars Prada I don't know that that or Twenty Seven Dresses and you know is she she's got a production company now so they were asking her you know is she gonna just she doesn't want to just be known as writing that um, but you know she's and I, this i agree with she's like not everybody has kids not everybody goes to the moon not everybody fights a superhero but everyone wants to find love in mm. some way shape or form it may not be romantic love it may be whatever love means to you and i just i agree with that so i yeah. i i want more of these things i just needed a little something more yeah. from these two here. Yes, no, I get it. And it just, it, that makes me think there are certain people and it's such a small, small handful at this point. But I I mean, I went to the movie. I am just declared myself not this genre, but it is true. What what I care about is this, the movie star wattage. I went to the movie theater recently and saw like what a crazy thing to do. Julia Roberts, Julia right? Roberts and yeah. George Clooney. And yeah. let me tell you, the movie did not rock my world. It did not change my mind. Uh, you know, like I didn't, it was not, you know, the best right. movie that there ever was. And I don't care. Like, I just yeah, want to Yeah, you're making see a good point. There the are two people. Of them. And yep. That's me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's 100% yeah. me. And Ashton and Reese and Julia and George, and I'll throw in Brad Pitt and probably whoever he's with. There, yes. That's six people that I will, I, I will see anything and I will love it because I got to watch them do their thing in a way that no one really does anymore 
Yeah. No, and you're you're actually you're hitting on the kind of what I was trying to say before too. That and that's what Aileen Brosh McKenna was saying too. She's like, I, she's like you, and the yeah. movies that she's loved throughout her life are those kind of movies. And she's of course going more back to Ingrid Bergman and whatever. But the big time movie stars in a true yeah. two hander with yeah. each of them just showcase so when she got Reese and Ashton she I mean was like I did it like that this yeah. is yeah. I'm doing the move I'm writing and directing the kind of movie that I've always loved and I do think there is a, a percentage or a population of the audience that feels like you with respect to those kind of things too and I, I'm not yeah. saying I'm not one of them I just yeah you know right because I like it too but Yes, and no, but but you are first and foremost faithful to the genre, yes, and so yes, it didn't live up yes. to the genre in the way you wanted to. I'm saying I'm first and foremost faithful to yeah. the stars, and so yeah. the story is almost secondary. I mean, obviously, you want the story to be good anyway. You know, you don't want to watch crap, but but that it worked for me because the first and foremost was just watching them, and that was all I cared about. The other thing I liked that she said. Uh, she said that uh, she sees herself not as writing rom-coms or doesn't, I guess, I don't know if she doesn't like the, the word, but, but she said that someone described her writing as coming of age for adults. And oh, she okay. said, oh, I'm going to steal that. I really like that description. And she said the idea that you can sort of come of age and mature and grow up at any age is a huge part of the movie and something I really believe in. She said, especially for women, I think when they pass through the phase where their children are really young, there's a chance to start over and there's a chance to do things you've never done before. As someone who didn't direct my first movie until I was 53 or 54, I think it's quite common actually for women to find their path a little bit later for it to kind of ebb and flow around their childbearing adventure. And that's what she felt like she was really doing here, that each of them... You know, I, I love that. Yeah, I know. I love that. I know. Yeah. And so that, I really, when she described it that way and I looked at it through that lens, I'm like, ooh, I, I do like that for sure. And they were each finding, particularly Debbie, Reese's character, yeah, well, is so kind of coming of age. Yeah, can we talk about her a little bit? Because that was that yeah. also, that character was something that won me over a bit. There were some things that I just didn't, that I felt so strongly. I think maybe we've seen them in other movies, but I just felt them so strongly in this one that mm -hmm. worked for me. And it was this, I don't know, I this kind of caretaking wrapped up in she wasn't a martyr right she she didn't act like a martyr like I can't but she is attached to her son mm -hmm. and we know why her father his father isn't around he's off doing adventures <laughs> yeah for himself and she, this uh, Jack has also you know reasons for her, legitimate reasons for her to be a little bit more clingy although I love when he goes with the saran you're like saran yeah, wrap parenting saran wrap. you've gone so yeah. far beyond and they and they joke about it and she does too and so again it really kind of lets the air out of the martyrness of it she I or at least to yes. me did she feel like a martyr yes, to you totally to no 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 yeah no, right no. right it was endearing yeah neurotic okay. endearing it was a little yes. um Sally to me yes too. okay you know how but, she orders her yeah, food but, you know but as a mother particular. for someone yes. else so yes. I and then mm -hmm. there were just a couple moments like um, when Scarlett, the babysitter, has the 
audition and she realizes she can't babysit and how you know Debbie's like all right well I'm used to this I can do this on my own I'll just cancel my plans because of course I'm not going to leave him of course I'm not going to figure anything else out I come mm -hmm. absolute last mm -hmm. and there the she actually says what are you, what am I going to do or what are we going to do and I think she repeats it because Debbie's like what and it's the first time someone has said to her, what are we going to do? Like as right. if it was someone else's problem, but her own. And then obviously Peter comes and does this whole thing for her and takes care of uh, Jack and, and puts his entire life behind. And no one has ever done that for her. Not even that child's father. I know. So I, know. I just thought those moments watching them, they were so well done and just Again, I might be projecting, but the way Reese acted oh, in those yeah. moments, right? Oh, they, yeah, no, they that... pierced me. They really mm. did. Yeah. And when she says towards the end to Minka, uh, you know, when Minka's like, what are you doing? You know, go for it and all this kind of stuff. And she says, I don't take risks. You know, I just need to be safe. And you do in part realize that's kind of her personality i think but also i think it's because of her circumstances like you're saying she's i would to raise say more so yeah because, because you can't in some way you know hooking up with ashton in the very beginning was a risk and then yeah. she got pregnant and and the father was not the relationship didn't work out the way they wanted it to and so yeah she's really made herself into that person i don't yeah. know that that's her true nature yeah. as much as it is you're right like you said the circumstances, circumstances. yeah mm -hmm. and and that felt very true to me that that she she can't take risks you know she feels i have responsibility i have my son i have to keep him safe i have everything she's doing is always um with that in mind and that's that's hard you know i mean so yeah i just need to be safe She's yeah. not just speaking for herself. So it was also hard for me to watch. I mean, I, again, I felt like I was I had some a lot of similarities there. But my son has an allergy and we uh, didn't discover it for a long time. I mean, not until he was yeah, we didn't discover it for a long time. But my point is to say that I think if I had known, thank God we didn't know, because if I had known from the start, I would have been one of those mothers Neurotic. who like doesn't let anything in the house that has a trace of what he's allergic to and like would have like patted people down before coming into my house and yeah. would have like raided closets before letting him go anywhere I truly do think about that fact I am so glad I spent a decade mothering him without knowing yeah or you would have saran wrapped him too I uh, mean it, it's I, I would have <laughs> it makes sense yeah so, but now I'm like, I constantly catch myself like looking at labels or whatever. And I'm like, 10 years, 10 yeah. plus years we went without knowing this. I don't yeah. need to be, I wasn't that careful then. And so I don't have to be, but obviously Debbie, most people don't, don't get that. And Debbie certainly didn't. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I felt just, that. Reese is just so adorable. And yeah. The, the enthusiasm about books in this character and how she geeks out with, with Theo when she first meets him okay. while she's that drinking the, that freaking yes. drink with the, it's, like, <laughs> it's like a flower pot. Yeah. And she's, 
yeah. just so real. So that so was good. A, that was another thing that really worked for me. That kind yeah. of meta nature of the story, yes, like storytellers exactly. within the story and the story mm-hmm. you tell yourselves. And and he's yeah. a writer and she's an editor and the elements of publishing. I mean, mm-hmm. I felt like, first of all, I've been there and I feel like we have too together, like been at an event, at a book event, and seeing a writer or an editor or an agent. A writer is one thing. We do feel that they're celebrities to us, but sometimes I'll even do it with an editor or an agent, which people don't know. I mean, people don't even know authors as it is, which we're trying to to change, but Mm -hmm. by putting their faces on our Instagram. But we, but their editors and agents are even less known. And I have definitely been at, at events where I like, put my fingers in my mouth like oh my god there's you know so and so editor so I I really loved that it was very inside baseball but I really loved that and if if you didn't get the inside baseball it was still really cute like you said the way she played it yeah it was adorable it was adorable and just it's so awkward and cute and nerdy and I do I mean I don't know Reese Witherspoon but I feel as if that's her I feel I've always felt that there's just this nerdy bookish element to her that I love because I we relate and so to have her play that in I just thought it was so good and and I love like you said the uh, the book element being Mm -hmm. a, a, a a uniting thing for the two of them and yeah. then even for this new temporary love interest i'm like yes yeah. i love yeah. that that's what's bringing people together yeah and you're right it was very meta uh and i i've now quoted a million things but aileen broch mckenna also gave um both of them an assignment she gave them uh reading lists Ashton okay. and Reese oh, before okay. the well <laughs> she she gave them I think it was 20 books each a list of books and it was wow. for, yeah Wait, but for the, preparation yes for preparation okay. okay she said to like these are the books like to Ashton that I think Peter would have read or would be his favorites or given what you know that he's an aspiring writer and these are the things I think he he would have read what he'd be into and ashton admitted he doesn't really read fiction okay so he said all right you know whatever you say boss kind of a thing and he read them all and he you know he talks about in this article what were his favorites he loved high fidelity he named one other one so he revealed a few of the ones on the list but he took it very seriously and then reese said i'm not reading your 20 books yeah (laughs) she goes i read books for a living i've got three kids i'm running a production company sorry aileen i'm not doing it and she was like okay that's fine yeah so ashton did his assignment but um yeah yeah, so i thought that was cute that is and so but back to the big speech in this context like that to me the big speech for me was with peter and jack in the middle of the movie when he talks Uh, about about, what mm -hmm. yeah stories yeah Mm -hmm. That the was, limiting stories we tell ourselves. Yes. And that was yeah. such an eye-opening moment for him, too. Mm-hmm. He, he was tre- teaching Jack uh, an important lesson. And he was actually talking about Debbie. So, But then as he's saying it, there's a little bit of realization for him, too. Yeah. I, yeah. I loved that. I, I thought that was very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. That, How you used and, like... Yeah. Go no, no, go ahead. Yeah, that was... That was the theme that carried through for me again was it wasn't about 
seeing them in a new light or, you know, like being with them and physically going, oh, okay. It was more about letting go of the story that yeah. that was preventing them that because it yes. was there the whole time. And when you change that story, it becomes a different thing. And I believe that. I really believe that. Yeah, that the yeah. stories we tell about ourselves matter yeah. and when we are and so attached to a story yeah it is mm-hmm. it's just limiting yeah no i think even that's if it's right. a good and story because think... a lot of times people <clears throat> have good stories right they're like oh i'm this uh, for me a long time right. it was like the law and i was m- always meant to be a lawyer and all of these strengths and why i'm so good at it and blah 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 and it's true and it's also a great story but it was yes. it is a limiting one yeah, no, it just doesn't mean there can't be other stories, I, I think. And that's where the limiting comes in. You're right. It doesn't yes. have to be bad. No, you're it's right. just you, there are other yes. stories. And that's yes. kind of why I love the part of her saying it, this is a coming of age for adults. They have to see that there are other stories for them, you know? And I think you're right that that's what, if I look at it from that perspective, that that's what needed to change, that the love was already there yes. and they just needed to reframe things or see these other parts of themselves. And then, then I, this really, this turns it Or let go of the me. parts yeah, of them that, that are, exactly. would be immediate obstacles to being together, exactly. right? Like you're mm-hmm. irresponsible. I can't be with yes. an irresponsible person, period, full stop, no right. way, not even looking right. at it. I can't, right. you know, Debbie would mm-hmm. say. Yes. Yes. I know, I know. Okay, I feel All as right. if you've done some really good work here to let me reframe how I see this oh, story. So there you look go. At that well, isn't that the perfect note to end on. Yes, so thank that's, you. And that's the whole point of this podcast yes. in general, right? We do mm-hmm. this all the time for each other is helping us see a different story about the story. This has been Pop Fiction Women with Corinne and Kate. If you enjoyed this show, please tell the complicated women in your life. And the men who love them. Yes, tell them to listen. And then to follow on Spotify or review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And of course, share on social media. Tag us with your favorite books, TV shows, and movies starring complicated women on Facebook and Instagram at Women or on Twitter at pop underscore women. For more coverage of the women you love, or to find out if you qualify as a complicated woman, go to popfictionwomen.com. And keep it complicated.